and welcome back to the Friendship Bread Podcast. I'm Alma, and I'm here with Crystal. Hey! We love to have real and honest conversations about life and how the Amish culture we grew up in shaped our mindsets. Yes, definitely. Crystal? Yeah? This is our 30th episode. Oh my gosh. I saved that information to surprise you. It's like our Dirty 30 episode. <laughs> dirty what are we going to talk about? <laughs> Dirt and gardens. <laughs> oh my goodness, it fits perfectly. <laughs> tomorrow's planting day. I know. I'm actually hoping maybe I can get some stuff planted tomorrow. Oh yeah? Yeah, I don't know for sure yet. I guess I'll see how my day pans out. Mm, that makes sense. It's supposed to get down to low 40s tonight. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are saying that. It should be the last night that it gets really cold. That's what I was hearing, too. So, I'm really excited to plant my plants tomorrow. Yeah. What all are you planting? A lot of flowers. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Very excited about the flowers. I'm honestly really excited for my herb garden. Yes. Um, I'm going to take... I've shared this on Instagram. If you follow our page on Instagram... Crystal and I have been documenting our garden journeys. Well, um, excuse me, actually, let me reframe that. Sorry. I've been doing a great job documenting my gardening journey. And Crystal over here hasn't documented any of her flower garden that she created, and it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> and I will have you know, I have thought of that. But I've also been keeping children alive. Yeah, you know? I, I know. But... I did think about that I should do, like, yeah, I need to do some stories of some different things I've done. And And show us, like, your garden is all tilled up now, Mm -hmm. ready to plant. But I really love flowers, and I also have more flowers to plant. So I'm kind of having a... You mean on top of your your flower gardens? Like... Yeah, I have more flowers I want to plant. That's so exciting! And... Well, I just, I would rather plant the flowers. I know. <laughs> garden. I know. But I know I should probably get my garden planted, too. Yeah. But the flowers are so much fun. I love flowers. So do I. I planted, like, 11 different, like, color varieties of dahlias. 11? 11. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, I have 11 plants. That's yeah. so cool. Now, that's if, like, three of them were bulbs from last year, so that's, I mean, if those come up. They should. They should. You never know. (laughs) That's true. I mean, if they don't come up, off to the greenhouse I go to pick out some more colors. That's fine. I mean, no, not really. I do really want the one kind to come up. It was like Arabian Nights or something, and it's like a gorgeous deep red. So beautiful. That one was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Dahlias are gorgeous. Dahlias are one of my favorites. Have we talked about that before? Not here on the podcast. Okay. She loves dahlias and begonias. Yep. What's the joke you make about twin girls? I said if I had twin girls, I would have named them Dahlia and Begonia. <laughs> and she is joking. Yeah. She would not put the name Begonia on a child. No. Dahlia I might do. Yeah. Dahlia's not a bad name. No. I'd call her Darling. Darling Dahlia. Dahlia and Magdalena. There we go. Yeah, I'm really excited about my flowers, too. I have a few dahlias, not as many as you. I think, like, two. I was happy to see that you had some, though. Yeah. I thought you might have entirely daisies. 
I do love daisies. I know. Yeah. Every time I see daisies, I think of you. Aw. I feel special. You are special. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I was not joking. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I felt awkward accepting that compliment. <laughs> You're so special, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fakest awkward laugh I've ever Cue heard. awkward laughter. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about my herb garden, too. I mean, I'm excited for my whole garden, but I'm especially excited for my herbs and my flowers. Do you know what else I'm excited about? No. I have rocking chairs on my front porch. <gasps> you do? It's amazing. That's so cute. It's amazing. So you and Tiger can be a little old couple who rocks on their front porch. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my breadcrumb. Was. Oh, that was your breadcrumb? Yeah. The rocking my chairs? My rocking Ooh. chairs. They've oh. made me very, very happy. Well, then my breadcrumb is that I got chairs for my patio. I had a feeling you were going to copy me. Yep. I'm being a copycat. You are being a copycat. I found an outdoor rug. I found, like, really good deals. You did find some really good deals. Yeah. Some cute things. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. My dogs love it. I put down the outdoor rug, and my dogs immediately started rolling in it. Like, guys, you have other soft places to roll. I don't... They're so weird sometimes. That's interesting. Yeah. On a bright note, Stuart has been loving his outdoor time now that it's warm. And him and the dogs are better friends than they have been oh, in the past. Nice. They He actually gets close to them without hissing at them. Oh. So. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. It's always nice when, you know, you can coexist with someone else without hissing at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... That's good. I agree. Yeah, our gardens um, have been really being the forefront of our thoughts lately. Mm-hmm. Besides keeping your children alive, you've finished school, homeschool. Yes. Oh, man. I take it back. The rocking chairs are not my breadcrumb. Finishing school, <laughs> that is 100%. Yep. That is the thing I'm happy about these days. Yeah, and you know... I should change my breadcrumb too. We can't do this. We can't do this every episode, but here I am. I was just copying you. I mean, I'm really excited about my chairs on my patio. Mm -hmm. But Tanner and I got back a few days ago from our trip down to Kansas Mm -hmm. that we talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. And we got to see his nephew graduate high school and we got to watch him play baseball. He hit a home run, so we got to watch him hit a home run. That was really fun. And he's going to college in the fall. It feels kind of crazy. Yeah, the trip just overall went, it was good to see his family again. Yeah. That reminds me, I think we should update our listeners on something. Oh, boy. The expert has spoken. Oh, no. And she says that Texans are Southern. Oh, yes. Okay, actually, you're right. I, I remember now. But... The Texan accent is different than a Southern accent. She so said. she, like, agreed with both of us. She did. In different ways. In different ways, yeah. So I think we can both feel, like, corrected and validated at the same <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> We're equally that's corrected a, that's and validated. Idea. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm glad that she agrees with me that Texans are Southern. I'm glad that she agrees that it's different than a southern accent. It is. It it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. I still think I want to make a map of, like, Crystal's definition in the United States, you know? Yeah. You should make one, too. That'd be fun. Yeah, I feel like everyone kind of sees the U.S., like, through different eyes. Because we all, well, except some of us, learn geography. And... (laughs) (laughs) learned where states were Mm -hmm. and we kind of like I don't know we process them through our own brains and we're like well this is Nebraska and Nebraska is farmland and you know we see the U.S. through different eyes and then we visit different states like I've visited different states than you have visited right and vice versa so we all kind of see it differently maps also don't help because how many of us think That, like, Alaska is off, like, an island off of the coast of, like, Washington or something. Okay, that one, I I do know where Alaska is. I know, but I'm just saying. There's, like, a lot of people who genuinely don't know that. Like, it's an issue. Which means that the educational system failed them. And there's a lot of people who also think that Hawaii is off the, you know, the southern coast somewhere. Like, like, right below California. You're right. There are people who who believe that. But that that's a serious fail on the educational system. Yes, it is. Uh, Let's don't get me started on that. <laughs> I'm going to start on history and you don't want me to start on that. No, that could be a long conversation. That would be a long. We could be here all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hawaii we could be here several nights. <laughs> True. Hawaii <laughs> Come to History, The Real Story, by Crystal Perry, a five-night conference. (laughs) I don't know that I could do that much. (laughs) I think you could. That's a little terrifying, to be honest. Um, Hawaii is a series of islands. Mm -hmm. However, Alaska is not. Alaska is very much attached. Would Alaska be considered a peninsula? I guess, Because three sides are exposed, but it is connected to land. I just was I just remembering this post that I saw where someone was like a tweet or something and someone was saying it's so dumb that people are worried about Russia like Russia's all the way on the other side of the globe and we're not even close to it at all and someone was like um Alaska's not that far off from Russia and they were like clearly you haven't looked at a map it's all the way on the other side of the globe oh boy and I'm like, okay, so pick your map up <laughs> and, like, fold the ends back to make them meet, okay? <laughs> Look at it again. See how see how close you are. Yeah. You're a little closer than you think. Yeah. But, like, it's part of the problem of, like, kids learning geography from a flat map. Yeah, that's true. Um... How far is it? Is it like 40 miles or something? Yeah, it's not that far. That's crazy. I forget the exact number. Hold on. I don't want to misre- misrepresent. She's pulled out the Google, folks. Mm-hmm. Which, your oldest son is in a phase right now. I'm using the web. Your son is in a phase. Everything is... Why don't you look at Google? Yes. Why don't you Google that? Well, what does Google say about that? Yeah. No, I was just reminded of how a friend was telling me, um, she was talking to an Amish person about something, and they told her that they couldn't do something because they don't have the web. Oh. And so now I'm like, I I have to use the web. Pardon me. You have to use the web. Yes. Yes, for one minute here. How far 
is a lot, oh, a lot of people ask this because it's like the top thing that pops up. <laughs> How far is Alaska from Russia? It is approximately 55 miles. Oh, wow. Between mainland Russia and mainland Alaska. That's kind of crazy. I mean, 55 minutes. It does say. Miles. It does say that in the body of water between Alaska and Russia, which is the Bering Strait, there are two small islands also. Yes, I remember that. So. Um, It's just kind of crazy because 55 miles, that takes less than an hour to drive. It also says that an adventurer wishing to kayak, swim, walk over the ice, or sail from Alaska to Siberia would have to do so illegally. So. Oh, yeah. I remember reading that. Yeah. Didn't he? Someone did it. And he got thrown in prison. Probably. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Siberia, I believe. So you could actually see Russia from Alaska, possibly. I mean, wasn't that a whole debacle at one point? Like, back in... Oh, goodness, this was years ago. Sarah Palin, when Sarah Palin was big in the news. Okay. And didn't she say something one time about that she can see Alaska from... I mean, Russia from her window? And everyone was like... What? You can't see Russia from your window. Because it would have to be, like, that would be very, very rare. And also, where she's at in Alaska, I don't think she could. But anyways, there was a whole debacle. Well, I don't know. If you were, like, on the coast and using a scope or something. Maybe so. On a very clear day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just tossing it out there. But I didn't realize that that was a whole controversy. It was just trying to make a joke. But, yeah. Yeah, it is geography is a real problem. I I feel validated in my struggle. I'm happy for you. It feels like there's a lot of people in this world who struggle with geography. Yeah. So I agree. Anyways. So what have you been up to other than gardening? Being anywhere but home. Oh that's true. Yeah. I understand the feeling. We're going, I'm going to a wedding again this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm in the wedding. Yep. So, yep. Can't identify to that one. (laughs) After that, I will be home. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Me too. I'm tired of you being gone all the time. (laughs) Crystal's like, stay here and come over to my house. Yes. (laughs) Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. No. No. It means I get to uh, cuddle with your baby. Yes. Who loves he me. Quite, he quite misses you when you're gone. He does. He's so excited when he sees me again. I mean, uh, I'm too. So yeah. we kind of reflect each other's energy there. Yeah. Both extremely happy. I've just also been very busy. Yeah, you the have been. sale last week. Oh, yes. That was... It went well. Took a lot. Oh, yeah, it went very, very well. You didn't sell all your stuff? No, not all of it. But if, if you remember in our last amount. episode, we, we were hoping she would. Yeah. But you a got good, rid of a lot. A good amount. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just been doing a lot of errands. Just all this different stuff. So are you doing any, like, zucchini or squash or melons or anything like that in your garden? No. Mm. They, they're a bit, they take up a lot of room. They do, but you could, like, trellis them. That would be right? a lot of trellis. Yeah, I just So you're just not going to try. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. I mean, I know Are you definitely. You? Huh? I'm doing watermelon. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you doing any cantaloupes? No. No. They just live too sad of a life. They do? Yeah, they can't get married. Because <laughs> they cantaloupe. <laughs> courthouse for cantaloupes there's not <laughs> they don't have legs i guess no <laughs> so they can't run away how are the cantaloupes getting to the courthouse they, they can't get anywhere to get married <laughs> so that's why you're not having cantaloupes yeah they make you sad mm-hmm. i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> i'm gonna cry now you're you a very sad thing in my life i've actually never really liked cantaloupes that much what? Your son would not be happy with me. And um, I bet the cantaloupe he's been eating has not even been good cantaloupe. Oh, yeah, There's no. There's nothing like a good mushmalon. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I've had some good ones, yes. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather have honeydew or actual watermelon. You would rather have honeydew than cantaloupe? Much rather. You would rather have cantaloupe than honeydew? Every day of the week. Who are you? Cantaloupe is like a filler fruit that you put in with other melons just to make it look prettier because it's green. You said cantaloupe. Oh, I meant honeydew. Honey? Are you joking? No, I'm serious. Honeydew is just a filler fruit. Have you had good honeydew? It's tasteless. It has... It tastes so good. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Cantaloupe has too much flavor. What? It tastes like... There's no such thing as too much flavor. In cantaloupes it is. They taste too I much like cantaloupe. I don't think you come from the Amish. <laughs> Actually, I guess... That, no. No, no, no. What you've said about your kind of Amish that makes sense. You said that things weren't really seasoned. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. You like things that are lacking Throw in flavor. Back. And that's why you like honeydew. Hopefully none of my like Amish cantaloupe. family ever leaves the Amish and listens to this podcast. I mean, they may have the same opinions you do. That's true. They may. So, it's fine. And I don't, I really haven't eaten their cooking because I haven't grown up with them, so they can't be too insulted. That's true. Um, yeah, no, honeydew's way better. Wow. It's the mashed potato debate all over again. That's what I was just thinking. The great mashed potato debate turned into the honeydew debacle. <laughs> podcast name <laughs> so we're gonna move on from this melon debacle let's let's leave this behind us crystal but friends don't let friends eat honeydew <laughs> i love honeydew have you ever had golden honeydew you mean cantaloupe no it's a real thing <laughs> i know i'm just kidding have you I don't think so. Well, no. I don't think so. They're even sweeter. Hmm. Yeah. I like them better. I mean, I've had bites of honeydew that weren't terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> bites. Just like. So your your main complaint is that they're not very flavorful. Yep. Interesting. See, I think they have good flavor. 
They're just very refreshing. I think we've already established why you think this. So, <clears throat> like you said, let's move on from your honeydew delusion. And <laughs> the honeydew delusion. <laughs> well, now I can't decide what to name this episode. The honeydew delusion or the honeydew debacle? Yeah. The deluded honeydew debacle. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Anyways, last week I shared a little bit about what had been on my mind lately. So I wanted to ask you tonight, is there anything in particular that you've been thinking about lately involving... Yes. Oh, never mind. You've got it. Expectations that we put on ourselves. Oh. Like, how many times are we like, oh, I should be doing this, or I should be doing that, or I should have done that, or I didn't do that good enough? Why are you saying those things to yourself? This is something I was asking myself today. Why am I saying to myself that I should have gotten more done in a day? Mm. I mean, there's like this thing of like, no, I should get all this stuff done. But like also spending time with my kids is important. Mm -hmm. Taking a little bit of time to, you know, sit with them outside or play with them or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's more important than the dirty dishes in the sink. Mm-hmm. But why do we tell? Why do we have that expectation on ourselves to keep all the dishes clean? To do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. Like there's different things for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, what? Like, is that the stuff that actually really makes you happy? Mm-hmm. Hard hitting questions here. That's I mean. You know what I mean? I identify with that so much. I feel like we just spend a lot of time doing things that, okay, I'm not saying, like, live in filth, okay? I'm not. <laughs> but, like, like, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, why are, is that, like, our expectation that our houses should always be perfectly clean mm-hmm. over, like, like, we rank that. That's, like, one of the, just, like, one of the top things I can think of. But, like, the cleanliness of your house is, like, ranked above imp- in importance more than, like, your physical or your mental health. Hmm. Like, we often sacrifice ourselves mm-hmm. to do those things. That's actually a really good point. Because now that you're saying this, I'm thinking about how... I love reading. Mm-hmm. I love it. So do I. And I will literally see the book that I'm reading mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, I should really do the dishes first. And then I do the dishes and I'm like, oh, you know what? If I mop the floor and I get it done, I will read afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then I mop the floor and I'm like, oh, but I really should do this too. And at the end of the day, I've never even read my book. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly thinking that everything I need to get done is more important than me taking 15 minutes to read a few chapters of my book. And it's like, oh, that's such a good point. I'm glad you brought this up. I was kind of also thinking like, okay, we talk a lot about taking care of ourselves and our mental health. Okay, Mm -hmm. but how many times is it like what's getting in the way of your self-care or your mental wellness? Our shoulds. Yeah. And who puts our shoulds on us? Oftentimes, it's ourselves. It's us. It's our own expectations. Ah! 
the great expectations are our own expectations. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because there's a nuance there. There's such an interesting dynamic between the fact of you do need to take care of yourself and keep your home clean in order to take care of yourself. But then... There's like a fine, there's a line yeah. in there. And there's also the fact of like, I feel like we're also taught to put these expectations on ourselves. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think of just as a little girl, like I always would see everybody running to and fro to get all their things done. Mm-hmm. And... Well, we're so used to seeing, like, everyone has the shared experience of when people were coming over to your house and your mom would say, clean your room, we have we have company mm-hmm. coming. Blech. I butchered that sentence, but, like, everyone has that shared experience. Mm-hmm. So we grow up hearing that, and then when people do come over, we hear, and we say it ourselves now, oh, I'm so sorry for the mess. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Or we, and the thing is, is we don't just apologize for those things. We apologize for everything. We're like, oh, I'm so sorry. My hair looks awful today. Or I'm yeah. so sorry. I just, I just threw this together. I just, uh, and oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a mess today. Like I, yeah, we're apologizing constantly. I know. We're not like, we don't let ourselves just have the space to exist. Mm-hmm. That, that's also something that like. If I sit down and I think about it, I think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, just in, like, I don't catch myself doing that. Yeah. Like, I do it, but I don't catch it. Mm-hmm. I, it, I catch myself very rarely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every now and then I'm like, why am I apologizing? But most of the time I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. But, okay, I've even, I've even, like, apologized to you. Yeah. <laughs> I come over and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I didn't get the dishes done. Oh my goodness. And now and that I know you that, don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I know that that expectation is not an expectation you have put on me. It's an expectation I have put upon myself. Yes. And like, tonight I did it. You came over and I said, I'm so sorry, there's drywall dust all over the floors. I'm off two days ago. Yeah. Like, I had to give myself an excuse for why there's drywall, I mean. Tanner tromped it in. Let's blame Tanner. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> I know that wasn't you. That drywall dust was all your husband. Yeah. Husband. So, but I did it. I had to, like, explain it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's an expectation you put on yourself to have your floors always clean. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That got deep. Is part of that coming from the Amish culture or is part of that just being a woman? Is part of that just being human? I feel like I don't even know. I feel like I feel like the Amish culture definitely plays into it. Mm-hmm. Because you, I feel like you see it less in, like, outside of that, outside of the plain communities mm-hmm. or conservative communities, however, whichever. Mm-hmm. But, like... I think it's still there, but maybe not on such a deep level, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Like, a, not to that degree. Mm-hmm. And I think as women, I feel like we do place more expectations on ourselves in those areas. Like, I think men have different expectations that they place on themselves, probably. Yeah. 
I don't think they think so much, most of them anyway, don't think about how clean the floors are or whether the dishes are done. Yeah, most of them. You're right. But I'm also, I'm not a guy, so I really don't know what expectations (laughs) guys really put on themselves because I'm not a guy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but I think, I do think that also, like, yeah, I think being a woman does play into the kind of expectations we have, but I think probably all people, all humans, we Mm -hmm. put expectations on ourselves. Yeah. But I think that, like, the expectations we were taught to have as a child are going to also impact the expectations we put on ourselves. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, like in the Amish, if you can be a good housewife and your house is clean and Mm -hmm. your dinner's cooked every night when your husband comes home from work and your children are clean and fed... And you're a good little housewife. I think it's... I'm trying to put my finger on the right thing. I think it's also, like, a little bit... It feels like it's not... It's not striving for excellence. Like, it feels like it's not that I'm striving for, you know, my house to be clean. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost like it's like a... Expectation of, like, striving for perfection. Yeah... Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with striving for excellence and for good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that expectation of perfection. Mm-hmm. That is such a hard one. And we do that for our house and the food we make and the clothes we wear mm-hmm. and the things we say. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost goes back to when we've talked about comparison in the past. Yeah. Like comparing it to other people's lives, Mm -hmm. comparing our homes to other people's homes. That's so true. It really does. So how do we combat it? See, I was hoping you would know. (laughs) Well, the one thing that comes to mind, like for me, as I'm asking that question Mm -hmm. is that I think that with all of this, the comparison and the shoulding that we are always doing. I should be doing this. I should be doing yes, that. Yes. There's a, there's some insecurity. So you just reminded me of a bunny trail that like went through my head earlier, but I, I stayed the course. <laughs> and so now Share the, bunny, the trail. bunny trail. Well, I was thinking about how our expectations and trying to like follow our expectations and like that striving for perfection thing mm-hmm. really does not jive with authenticity either. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It gets in the way of your authenticity. Mm-hmm. Because if you're striving for perfection with your clothes, for example, mm-hmm. or whatever, if that is a stress to you, how are you going to be your authentic self if you're stressing over that? Yeah. I mean, I can't. No, you're absolutely right. There is absolutely an insecurity with how we feel we're presenting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And... If we're insecure about that and we're insecure about the way we're presenting ourselves, our homes, our children, our dishes, then everything that we just described happens. We compare. And because you're not relaxed and it's so hard to be authentic if you're not relaxed. Yeah. And so if we can reach a point of being okay with where we're at and being confident in who we are, Mm -hmm. not even confidence as... Like, it doesn't even have to reach the point of confidence. Just acceptance Mm -hmm. of who we are and that we are human and that it is okay to just simply exist and not be perfect. 
there is a real, like, there is a real breakthrough in acceptance of the fact that we are human and we are not meant to do it all and we are not meant to be perfect. Mm -hmm. The, The striving for perfection is so deadly. Yeah, it is. It really is. And exhausting. And I think I definitely have improved in areas mm-hmm. as far as like not striving perfect, striving for perfection in certain things. Mm-hmm. But then there are, it's more like there are specific instances for things mm-hmm. where I'm, where that like all of a sudden my expectation kicks in mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And then other times I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I think it's still those uncomfortable places. Yeah, you know, and you know, as you're talking, it's making me realize like a lot of areas where I've improved in the acceptance of who I am mm-hmm. is areas where you have validated and said, "No, you're okay," or someone else has validated. That's friendship mm-hmm. really helps us. Mm-hmm. We become vulnerable with another person mm-hmm. and we let them see where we're not perfect mm-hmm. and they validate and say, um, no, you're human. You're perfectly fine. You're beautiful. You're great. Yeah. So that's how friendship kind of relates to it. But I think that you made a really good point. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. We can't just every single area, all of a sudden we accept every bit of it in one day. Mm-hmm. We have to form new habits. We have to form new brain pathways. And, uh, you know how much I like word pictures. Um, yes. Just while you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, when you see a picture of a flower. Mm-hmm. You always see, like, the pictures of flowers. You see every single petal is perfect. Every single petal is without a flaw mm-hmm. or blemish. Just beautiful color, vibrant. But, you know, if you go and you look at a patch of flowers, mm-hmm. most likely, most of the flowers you find, somewhere, there's a petal that's a slightly different mm-hmm. color. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's torn or dark on the edges. I think I know where like you're going. Ripped. Yes. Or blemished. Or like maybe most of them are beautiful and like like imagine a daisy and like all the petals are white and long and soft. But then there's one that's gray and jagged on the edges and it's a lot shorter than the others. Mm-hmm. But like that flower is still a beautiful flower. Yeah. But you know, The ones that are perfect, we stumble across and we say, oh my goodness, this is literally a perfect daisy. Let me take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. Because we present our perfect selves. Yes, we do. We want to present our perfect selves. Mm -hmm. And in all reality, all the other flowers, all the other parts of ourselves. It's true, though. I mean, my dahlias, when I'm taking pictures of my dahlias, (laughs) I pick the prettiest ones to take a picture of. Oh, no. Yes. Goal, take some pictures of some imperfect dahlias this summer. <laughs> I'll hold you to it. Okay, thanks. Remind yeah, this is, this is actually a really good topic because, like, just being completely honest with my life, mm-hmm. I've been, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but it's been on my mind a lot. Like, acceptance versus confidence versus mm-hmm. explaining yourself away, insecurities, 
when I say acceptance versus confidence, there's a difference between acceptance and confidence. And I Mm -hmm. think that lately with the self-care and take care of yourself and be who you want to be, it's almost become a little bit of a like, oh, you're not confident. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think so. You're almost like, like if you can't be confident about your body, mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, you need to practice self care. You need to practice mm-hmm. self love. And the fact of the matter is, is that acceptance has to come before confidence. Yeah. Acceptance and confidence are two different things, and you can't just go from complete insecurities to confidence overnight. Mm-hmm. And so that's been on my mind a lot lately. What comes before confidence and what creates confidence? And we don't have to be confident about every single aspect of our lives. There are some aspects of our lives, we can accept them. And if we just like accept our humanness and realize that it is beautiful, even if it is flawed, that's so amazing. Think about a world where we accepted ourselves. If everyone accepted themselves... Even if no one was confident about anything, but they accepted it and they were okay with it and they realized that they were beautiful the way that they are. Even that is amazing. We don't all have to be confident about every single area of our lives. Right? I think you just took us all to church. That was a good (laughs) word. (laughs) I mean... You were just staring at me and I'm like, am I making no sense? No, I was just thinking like, she is on fire. Like, I think that's so true. I think that we often overlook acceptance. Yeah. I think it gets so overlooked and we're so caught up in, like, even, even like, self-care and, like, boundaries, all these other things, those can become expectations. Absolutely. And then we're like, oh, now I've let myself down and we've, I think we've even talked again, but, like, we've talked about that before. About how... Sometimes you feel like you've let yourself down Mm -hmm. when you don't meet that, when you don't uphold a boundary or you, you know, whatever. But like accepting those things is okay. And that doesn't mean, I think sometimes too, acceptance is like portrayed as like, oh, well, we're just, this is where we are now and it's never going to get any better. I'm just a hot mess and that's just how things are. Yeah. Yeah. This is my issue and you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, so, that's not at all, like, in any way what yeah, we are trying to communicate. No, not at all. Yeah. Because you can be accepting of yourself, mm-hmm. but also, like, you keep walking forward. Mm-hmm. Like, you can accept that, hey, I am walking through a swamp right now. Mm-hmm. There yeah, it's are pretty muddy. mosquitoes. Pretty muddy. We're getting all wet. There might be snakes. Okay, now we're running out of this one. Anyway. (laughs) But, like, I mean, like I'm saying, like, you could be like, okay, I accept that right now I am trudging through a swamp. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know that while I'm not not beating myself up for the fact that I'm in this swamp, we're going to get out of the swamp. And on the outside of the swamp, there is a gorgeous forest. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to be model walking through the swamp. We don't have to be embracing the swamp and pretending we love it. it. You can trudge. Plod. You can can accept 
the swamp, you can accept the fact that this is where you are right now Mm -hmm. and that you're going to get through it. You do not have to embrace the swamp. Yeah. You don't have to, like, start picking up the mud and slathering it on yourself, okay? (laughs) Whoa. That got intense. Well, you know, I'm just saying. like, I'm making friends with the snakes. You don't have to be the swamp. (laughs) You might be walking through the swamp, but you don't have to be the swamp. What? That is so incredible. We are not our circumstances. Yes. Our circumstance. Oh, the swamp does not define us. I thought that's what we were saying all along. <laughs> I just heard it in different words and you like clicked, you know? I know what you mean. I know. <sighs> See, that's the moment I was having when you were saying your stuff. I was just like, That's oh, why you were like click, staring click, at click, me. Click, click. I love though when like you're talking about stuff and... If we're just, like, both, like, talking about these things, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, this puzzle piece fits here, and this puzzle piece fits here, and all of a sudden it's just like, oh my gosh, we just put together a puzzle. Yeah, and you know, (laughs) I'm catching myself doing it. I'm listening back to myself, because we listen, we have headphones, Mm -hmm. and I'm listening back to myself, and I'm like, whoa, I'm, like, yelling into the mic. Because you're getting so excited. Yeah, and yeah. my voice is getting raised because that's what I do when I get excited. And I'm actually Oh my goodness, me too. Yes. <laughs> and I'm listening back to it in my headphones and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to dial back my voice. I need to tone do down you, my voice. Do you have an expectation? I need to of talk slower. To yes. Not get too excited on the podcast. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I have these expectations for I talk too fast when I get excited. And I'm like realizing that as we're talking about it. See, I do too, but like, okay. I don't want to talk so fast that no one can understand us. But I think it's good for us to, like, I would rather listen to somebody who's excited about what they're talking about. Yes, than absolutely. Than someone who's like, well, and then I, I suppose, <laughs> well, we should accept uh, our bodies. Probably accept ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Might do that next Tuesday. Push it off a few weeks if I can. Tuesday? Where'd you pull Tuesday out of? I don't know. It's day of the week. It's, it's usually Monday, though. You start things on Mondays. Well, that's not, not this much. person. No, this this is this is procrastinator Polly. Okay, she's a good character. Yeah, procrastinator Polly knows that you should start things on Mondays, and so she plans to start things on Tuesdays. That's because then she can say, you know. I planned it for Tuesday. I didn't start it on Tuesday, but Tuesday is also not a good thing, good time to start things. So, you know, I'm probably just going to start on, like, Friday. <laughs> and then on Friday, she'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to wait till Monday. And on Monday, she says, you know, Sunday is the Lord's Day. <laughs> probably be a little more anointed if I started then. <laughs> Okay, procrastinator Polly. We're moving on from her. Um, No, I agree. It's the truth, though. It's what we do. We push it off, and we push it off, and we push it off. Yeah. Is there a procrastinator Polly inside all of us? I don't know. I know for sure there's a procrastinator Polly in me sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Procrastinator Polly is right up with that pirate. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I would rather listen to someone get excited. And when I, like, stop and realize what I'm doing and, mm-hmm. and that I'm feeling this and that I need to, like, go of the expectations, like, oh, okay, no. I'm just going to be me. Mm-hmm. You know? Then we can move past it. But yeah. I, that's just, a, like, a real-life example of something that's happening right now inside my brain. 
it's just it's just crazy how expectations affect all of us. It is crazy. And we you're absolutely right. You started off saying we put them on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier that there has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. There are things that we do need to do to be alive. Yeah, for sure. And it is good to take care of ourselves. I think we just have to stop and ask ourselves, is this a realistic expectation or is this me putting pressure on myself? Yeah. Am I accepting, like, can I, can I accept a couple of dishes in the sink or not? And if I can't, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is making me feel like I need to do dishes instead of going and playing with my kids? Or reading that book that yeah. I know would just make me feel re-energized. Yeah, put some gas in your tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because also the reality is, is like, for me anyway, like last night I had the chance to go do something with some friends. And I was like, oh, I really want to do this. But at the same time, there was also, well, there's like three things left on my list from today that I didn't get done yet. Mm -hmm. And if I would just stay home, I could knock those things out. Mm -hmm. Like, I could get those done. Mm -hmm. But like, do you know what? I went Mm -hmm. and hung out with my friends. And after I came home, I got one of those things done that probably would have taken me half an hour in like five, ten minutes after I got back home. And then this morning I did another one. And then I did another one this afternoon. So I finished those yeah. things and I finished them in less time than it would have probably taken me if I had stayed home because I was doing it with a full tank. Yeah, you weren't doing it because you, well, I really should do this. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about before that you recharge by spending time with other people. Yes. So that's just, yes. that's a really good example. And I completely agree I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'll be going about my day and like, well, I really need to do this. I want to read my book. Oh, I really need to do this. And it ends up taking me so much longer to get the things I need to get done done because mm-hmm. I didn't just take 10 minutes to read a chapter of my book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like another thing, another example right now is that the inside of my house is a little neglected right now. Because my little patio area with my little container garden is thriving. <clears throat> and I'm having so much fun spending time out there. <clears throat> yes? Um, yes. I just have a question. Yes? Um, I was wondering who said your house is neglected? Me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Um, would that be an expectation you put upon yourself? <laughs> yes. I would like my pantry to be organized. I would like my floors to be clean. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. like my dishes to be washed and my bed to be made. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. um, oh, and my desk needs to be organized. Wow. That's a... This is Crystal's therapist voice. Those are some great expectations you have there. What call Chris? This is Crystal's therapist voice. Officially, it's a good one. <laughs> You know, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, who's putting those expectations on you? <laughs> it's me. It is I, Alma. Hello, Alma. Hi. So now that you've realized that you're putting expectations on yourself, <laughs> what are you going to do about it? 
I'm going to examine them. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> a comical I'm sorry, look I at expectations. I just kind of called you out there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is, this is what well, it's here for. Nothing compliments, right? I kind of felt like you did it to yourself. I did. I walked really right did. into that. Because we, you were just finishing up talking about it. And then what do you do but say the very things? And see, we don't even catch and it. we don't even catch wow, it. Wow. Like, that's prime my point. time that's example. That was my whole point. <laughs> I like Crystal's therapy voice. So, to recap, Alma has realized that she has great expectations. Um, and she's not talking about the book by Charles Dickens. That's a book? You didn't know it was a book? This How many times have I said you, great expectations? I was wondering. I was, I was like, what is she referencing? literary jokes. <sighs> See, now... I've been talking about how much I love reading, and now everybody's going to question how much I actually read. I'm questioning. I'm like, well, clearly Alma needs to do about 5,000 hours of reading. <laughs> I also am not, you know, I haven't read all the Shakespeare's. That's true. You're not as into the classics as much. I have yet to make it through Lord of the Rings. I really want to. I started the first one. See, because I keep shutting myself. I keep, I should do this before I read my book. You really should. Read those books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's really important, Alma. That yeah, you would okay. do that. Yeah. All right, I'll be sure to yeah. do that. Okay. Your therapist says so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually illegal. Therapists aren't allowed to treat people who they know. So I'm sorry, you can't be my therapist. Oh no no no! That's not. I'm not your therapist. Okay. Tara is. Tara? Yes, Tara. Therapist Tara? Yes, hi, I'm Tara. (laughs) Tara's a real sweetheart, ain't she? She is. She's very sweet. (laughs) And she... She's so wise. She really calls me out. Uh, You know... She's got a knack. She does. She really does. But you know what? I mean, I think she's usually pretty smart about it, too, so... (laughs) You should probably listen to what she says. I don't know. I don't know. I just know if I was you, I'd do what Tara tells me to do. Okay, okay. All right, Tara. Anyways. Wow. That was a little bit hostile. (laughs) A little bit sassy, huh? Well, that may be the last time that Tara's ever guest on our show. Oh, no. Oh, no. I I think she already left. (laughs) You really offended her. Tara has left the building. Tara has left... My golly, though, if she already left, I would think that a therapist should be able to take more than that. You know, that's a really good point. I know. Tara, you're listening? Uh, Maybe she'll listen to this episode and it'll straighten her out. All right. So, anyways, to kind of recap this conversation that we've had, we started, Crystal brought up expectations. Mm -hmm. And... How we place them on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about... How to combat that with acceptance, just accepting that we are human and that we're okay and that we're beautiful just the way that we are. And also we talked about that we need to examine our expectations. We need to look at them and say, why do I have this expectation? 
you know, this is very similar to the conversation we had about why we hold certain beliefs. We have to know why we hold the beliefs and we have to know why we stand behind them. We have to be able to back them up. And so similar to that, it's a little bit different. We have to be able to understand why we have those expectations. Mm -hmm. It really, like, the more self-aware we are about that, the more we can be more authentic with our actions. Yeah. I have really enjoyed this authentic conversation with you. I have too. Crystal and and Tara. Forgot Polly. And Polly. Polly was here too, yes. (laughs) She almost didn't come. She procrastinated. (laughs) She was late. She was very late. (sighs) We didn't even get to introduce her. Well, that's what happens when you're late. Yep. So, anyways, a quick recap for you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've made it this far. We really appreciate you. And just a reminder that if you don't already follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you can still find us at The Friendship Bread. Yes. Um, also, don't forget, if you like this episode, share it with your friends. If you know that there is a friend that has expectations that they place on themselves, just send them this episode. And all you have to say is just like, these people are hilarious. They're just arguing about cantaloupe and honeydew all day yeah true (laughs) (laughs) although plot twist they've listened to the ending now too so that will have backfired on you (laughs) (laughs) but you can still share it with your friends (laughs) so anyway Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation, and we hope you'll be back next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Bo Hadi Bo!